Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When we started this weekly journey through the work of the week in the Crawford Art Gallery, myself and Michael Waldron, curator of the gallery, wanted to describe the pictures and the works of art that we were coming across on a weekly basis so that people, using our eyes, could see what we were seeing by listening to what we were saying. But this week, when I arrived at the Crawford Art Gallery, I wasn't just bringing a pair of eyes, I was also bringing my ears. Listen very carefully. Did you put the squeak in the door for Halloween? Oh yeah, we're putting up the cobwebs too. (laughs) We have to be really quiet. I feel like a pair of cheeky little children. We just snuck in and it's not raining. It's not, thankfully. Meat and potatoes is on. And to celebrate... Halloween coming up. Yeah. There's a link between this week's work of the week. I mean, a little bit. I mean, it's, it's probably stretching it a bit. But the idea, I suppose, of feasting at Halloween or having unusual foods. You know, we all have our customs with barn brack or bobbing for apples. or oh, yeah. So food is very connected with Samhain, with Halloween. Yeah, so it's a, it's a winter feast. Exactly, yeah. It goes way back. OK, we better get, get away from the squeak. <laughs> Find some WD-40. <laughs> we're, we're passing um, the onion cellar at the moment by oh, Seamus Murphy. Murphy. Yeah. So people will know... The bronze onion cellar in Bishop Lucy Park, and there's yeah. one on Corn Market Street as well. But we have the original plaster model for for it, and her name was Mary Ann. Ah. It's funny because my great grandmother was Mary yeah. Ann. <laughs> I was wondering, <laughs> did she look like that? <laughs> she looks like a shawley. She does absolutely, and she's got onions in her hand. But it's kind of interesting to think of her kind of popping up all over the city, even in the, in the building itself. <laughs> Well, we are in Cork. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so let's let's make a meal of this. This exhibition's only going to run for another couple of weeks, isn't it? Yeah. So meat and potatoes is our food-themed exhibition yeah. on our first and second floors, and it runs until the sixth of November. Okay. So there's only two weeks or so left. It's a great bringing together of historic artworks like Edith Somerville's The Goose Girl and the Breadline by Muriel Brandt, but also contemporary art as well. Did you have fun working on that? Well, I take no credit for no, this. No, no. This is the brainchild of my colleague, Anne Bodar. She heads up our education programmes as well, okay. so that's built into the exhibition as there's also a project space. Now, I hear something in the background. What's that? That is one of the audiovisual experiences of the exhibition. 
So you kind of have to make your way, follow the sounds, and into the heart of the exhibition, you'll go into a little dark cube, and you'll be able to, to see what's going on. See? I'll reveal no more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm intrigued. In the meantime... Would we pass by this week's work of the week on the we way? We will. So we're just going to turn the corner here yeah. and we're looking for actually a very, very old painting. So we'll just keep going around. Okay. I'm around. looking at a very modern... What's that? Heifer? Cow? Yes. Looks so like a prize bull. Bulls. Yeah. Um, and so these are the works and um, two very large photographs of bulls by Maria McKinney. Oh. And they're both kind of wearing sort of headdresses of kinds. It's like a beauty pageant for bulls. <laughs> And they are then, the headdresses are, are displayed in the space. And it's all about siring and it's all about the business of, of reproduction in our agricultural sector. Well, they look like they're dressed up for the carnival almost. Don't yeah. they? They yeah. look like they've had a nice brush down and they really are looking great. Oh, there's kids there now peeping into the... The dark room. (laughs) Curious, curious. Two screens, uh, two large screens in there. And I suppose you can sit or stand with it and have that experience. Um, But we're now very close to the painting we're seeking. It's a very old painting, isn't it? It's very old. We think it's about 1680. So can you imagine, it's about 100 years older than we usually go for. This is a very, very old painting, and it's been in Cork for a very long time. What amazes me is the trust that the gallery has, that you can put stuff on the walls that's hundreds and hundreds of years old, and that it will still be treated with the respect and care it deserves. People admire works that were created centuries ago and still appreciate it. Yeah, I think that's our hope, that people are aware that these are publicly owned works. We all kind of have a a part ownership in them. And coming to see them and to experience them is kind of part of the pleasure of knowing that it's in public hands. You don't have to pay to get in. You just come up and have a look. So to the sound of sirens in the background (laughs) and Halloween creepy around the corner, you're saying these are the fruits of life that richer people can enjoy Mm. and this painting would have hung in maybe a townhouse somewhere in Holland Well that's it so the painting itself is an oil painting from as I said about 1680 Mm. it's by the Dutch artist Barend van der Meer he was from Harlem just near Amsterdam and he probably painted this either in his native Harlem or in his adopted Amsterdam where he married in 1683 and it is a still life painting of of foodstuffs Mm. and some fish as well exactly shellfish to be exact Mm. so it's quite a dark painting but colours and light animate it so the the whole idea there is we paint dark and anything light will really stand out. Exactly. Like the the oysters, they're the brightest. And the fruit, they're the most colourful. Exactly. They catch the light. They do, and I think still life painting in this time had a couple of functions. One of the functions was obviously to show off the artist's prowess, their skill, Mm. that they could do different textures, different tones. So we have lovely oranges with their kind of dimpled texture that kind of almost absorb light. And then you have the 
the shocked oyster shells. So the oysters are open with the knife just protruding out the knife handle. You have that quite shiny inside of the of the shell, of that whiteness. Glistening. And then the flesh sitting in the middle. So this is quite exotic food. You know, fresh oysters from the sea, oranges that probably had to be imported. There's a, a very richly embellished goblet full of wine. And yeah. so the idea here is that this is about wealth and worldly goods. Yeah. I love the way the little specks of light on the ornamentation of the, the chalice and such mm-hmm. are just picked out because it is by and large dark, but there's just little specks of white here and there that just play with the light. Mm. It's like glints or chinks of light catching either either it's blown glass or maybe it's some sort of metalwork. Yeah. And it just catches the light which describes the object. So it's a really beautiful painting. You know, this is the kind of the time period just a little bit after, you know, Johannes Vermeer, who we mentioned a few weeks ago, and other kind of Dutch golden yeah, age painters. Yeah, Dutch master. Yeah. Exactly. So this is this would have been in a townhouse, probably of a wealthy person. It might have been mingling, you know, kind of gathered together with other paintings all cramped across a wall. Is it a status symbol? A status symbol, but there was always a kind of a moral lesson with a these reminder, works. Yeah. A reminder that all worldly things must oh. go or the, fade. They are but fleeting things. Exactly, yeah. and you can't take it with you. <laughs> <laughs> and the idea that even though you can spend all of this, it's finite. All of these are gathered on the edge of a table, so it's as if it's that precarity of things could fall over at any moment. Oh, very, very well. Which is like the dams very or dikes modest. could, yeah, yeah. could flood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, the strange thing about, I suppose, this time of the year. It's, it's a time of transition, isn't it? Mm. The impermanent things, the ghostly things, the spiritual things, the things from the other world mm. are given a little bit of light. Yeah, exactly. And I think in this painting, it's, you know, it's such a dark painting, but then you have that old, those oranges and whites coming through. It does feel very seasonal to us. Okay. And I think one last kind of very interesting thing is that this didn't always belong to us. It used to belong presumably to someone in Amsterdam yeah. originally yeah. after it left the artist's studio. And then at some time in the 19th century, it became part of the collection of Cooper Penrose on Lover's Walk in Cork City. And he had a great art collection. And we were very fortunate to have many of the works from that collection here for the last 14 years or so. Well, there you are. Share the wealth. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And invite people to come along here because there's only a matter of weeks left before they can literally, excuse the pun, feast their eyes on meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes and also bread. And bread. (laughs) Again, thanks a million. Thanks a million, Connor.